0: found it, this is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. That's a brand new week, Monday the
1: 25th of April, and here we are, ready to roll. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Dale. Good to see you. How are you, buddy? Oh, just great. Just fantabulous. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So, um, how'd the weekend go for you? Oh, weekend was just spectacular saturday we hit 81 uh, yeah mowed the yard did you ya? oh yeah no flashbacks no <laughs> you know i tease but it's not funny you know <laughs> so matt lost his big toe yeah part of it um and then yesterday was 79 yeah so not bad as far as temperature no. that's for sure no bit breezy but uh, you got some stuff done. That's good. Yeah. Boy, it didn't take the grass long to go, did it? To, <laughs> no, it didn't. Know, I mean, right <laughs> up there. Nope. A lot of grass. This um, kind of a scary deal. I'm thinking I shouldn't probably be around this long. Scientists have issued a warning. They say the world could be left starving without any food. In just over two decades, one scientist claims we have exactly 27 years and 251 days left. Wow. That was as of yesterday. Social biologist Edward Wilson explained we would need two planet Earths to feed the current need, adding that there are limits to Earth's capacity to feed humanity. Even if everyone on the planet agreed to become a vegetarian... The world's farmland could not support that need. The world population will be too big to feed itself. By then, there will be almost 10 billion people on the planet. And the food demand will have increased by 70% compared to what we needed in 2017. Wow. This stuff you don't think about. No, you don't. And this uh, certainly makes my day. Um, The limit to how many people Earth can feed is set at 10 billion at the absolute max. Okay. The constraints of the biosphere are fixed. There's no wiggle room here, he said. Experts say they've studied the time frame of the Earth by comparing the current rate of excessive food consumption alongside the growing population and birth numbers year on year. The statistics show that we need to produce more food in the next 40 years than has been produced in the last 8,000 years. Wow. And again, if this uh, world were made of Matt and my brain, everyone had it, Mm. we'd never know this. No, we
0: never would. Another scientist says... What? We're out of food? What? (laughs) (laughs) Can we just grow more? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Scientists say this is a global food crisis and uh, they don't think they can see a way out of it. Mm. It's arriving even faster than climate change. Shortages of water, land, and energy combined with the increased demand from population and economic growth will create a global food shortage around the year 2050. Says world wars could become about food and water in years to come. Boy, that's a bright note. Great. Just a bright note. I'm glad I picked that. (laughs) That's. It just gives me (laughs) such a good. uh, Welcome to your Monday morning good
0: news (laughs) with Dale Al. That's just not good at all, is it? In 30
1: years, we'll all be running out of food. (laughs) That's just not good. Something that I don't know anyone has talked about. Right. Until I've just seen this. We've always talked about global warming and but never a, a shortage of food and due okay. to the overwhelming population. So, it, uh, <sighs> Elon Musk revealed that his upcoming Optimus robot is expected to arrive as soon as 2023. It'll look like a human. Mm. It's designed to perform boring or dangerous tasks for its owner. Elon thinks Optimus will eventually trump Tesla cars, which are having such a success rate with those. It's <laughs> all another story about one right. of them. Optimus will stand five feet inch, inches tall and weigh in at 125 pounds. Mm. It'd be designed to perform menial tasks, including picking up groceries or building Tesla cars. <laughs> You can put it to work to build your own Tesla. There you go. The Optimus robot's expected to have a screen instead of a face and will be controlled by an artificial intelligence
0: system. Is this something we're ready for? (laughs) Go watch the movie iRobot and come back and tell me if we need this. By the way, a video posted to Reddit last week shows a
1: Tesla driving into a jet. (laughs) while using the summon feature. Nice. During an event held by the aircraft manufacturer, Cirrus, the video shows the Tesla running into what's known as a vision jet. The Tesla hit the jet valued at about $3.5 million. <laughs> The vision jet can be seen rotating as the Tesla attempts to drive through it. The incident would not be the first involving Tesla's smart summon function, which allows the vehicle to use its self-driving technology to leave a parking spot and drive around obstacles until it reaches its owner. Mm. So add that along with the new Optimus, Optimus, <laughs> and you've got quite a world, yeah, quite a world of confusion. Yes, <laughs> your five foot eight inch Optimus going crazy. <laughs> I, you know, and again, this stuff's fantastic, but again, there's so much to still work out. Mm -hmm. Self-driving and I just, how do you, if you've got any sense at all in your system, wouldn't it know that there's a jet setting there? (laughs) Wouldn't it avoid it? You would think. Or is the person
0: that's there to pick up still in the jet and it just, you know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe. Or maybe it it got confused because, you know, it's off the ground a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I watched a video of these YouTuber kids. Uh, They're like, you know, in their 20s. Yeah. Um, But they live in Texas, somewhere like Austin. I don't know. And they, they got a Tesla and they wanted to drive it all the way to Chicago. And they would get. They had to like plot their route as to where they could charge the car okay, and um <laughs> they were like they, they, at the end of it he would, he he's like, how was it?" he's like it was it was okay, I love the car, it's comfortable, it's all that he's like but it was it got kind of annoying because you know you drive for three hundred miles, have to recharge, and that's forty five minutes every yeah. single time, you know, which would be kind of a nuisance, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't take near that long
1: to pump gas in. Right, takes a little longer since it costs so much. But um, now I go back, you know, and again, this is from the brain of me. Okay. Right. Back in the day, where your bicycle would have a light, and you could flop the thing down on your tire, and as it spun, it gave generated to give you a light. Sure. Why can't they build these cars? with a generator against the wheels or whatever the case may be that can keep you going without the use of ever needing to recharge. Why can't it just be recharging itself? Is that too simple? Did you just does, crack the code? Does, <laughs> does that eliminate? Did you just crack the code? Does that eliminate the need for electricity and or gas?
0: I mean, I'm not just, sure it would generate enough. You know, it, it, you know what I mean? I think yeah. it would expend more than it would create. Well, surely with today's
1: technology.
0: You know, maybe, you know, all four wheels could have. You sound like one of our old bosses was like, yeah, there's an app. Just go find an app. An app. There's got There's got to be an app that'll do this.
1: <laughs> it, okay. You know, but on. I remember, you know, I had one of those once upon a time for my bike. Right. And, you know, it would, as you drove, it would generate the light. But, of course, once you stopped, it didn't work. There you go. But, you know, by now, surely you could, de-
0: where it would save whatever extra you're getting. I know a lot of Teslas, I think I I'm, i may be wrong. I don't own a Tesla. But I think the roof on a lot of them is like a giant solar panel. See? Between solar and your wheels generating power, you shouldn't
1: need anything. You shouldn't need gas. You shouldn't need electricity. It should just go and that's infinitely probably why that's not being discussed. Because nobody'd win. Mm. Nobody gets the money for Well oh, it. now it's a conspiracy. Well <Yeah>. Nobody
0: would get. All the lizard men, they want to keep your money. Doesn't matter. We'll be starved anyway. That's true.
1: We can't drive our (laughs) Tesla to get food anyway, so what's the matter? It is 632. We'll uh, take a look at news. We'll check our weather. And we've got more tidbits coming up.
0: This is Tidbits.
1: Big thank you to the Matthew Paul Band as we come back to tidbits. Here's a woman from North Carolina feeling kind of lucky to have a home after returning to smoke and flames. Mm. Cause uh, of the fire, her Samsung cell phone. Oh no. Randomly exploding on the countertop. <laughs> oh no. Bad enough that a nearby fire department had to respond. She says there was no warning. Anything was wrong with her phone before it just went up in smoke. Scorch marks are still visible on the counter where the phone had been sitting when it exploded. Yikes. Good thing it wasn't in your pocket. You know, that'd be... She grabbed the phone and threw it out the door of her home where it left burn marks on the deck. (laughs) A doorbell camera caught firefighters arriving. They placed fans to clear out the smoke captain on the scene believed the fire was caused by a malfunctioning device no kidding i think i could have solved that one let me take
0: this one captain i think i think could be wrong but i think the cell phone may have something to do with it (laughs) <laughs>
1: in a statement the company said samsung stands behind the quality and safety of the mobile devices in use in the united states
0: didn't they have a problem with this a few years ago with phones blowing up in people's faces and stuff yeah, i think so
1: they say they've reached out to sarah <laughs> to retrieve the device and learn more about the specifics behind the experience Sarah says the phone was not plugged in
0: at the time of the fire. Wow, I assumed it was. I assumed it was plugged in, getting charged and just heated up and bam. But that's even scarier. Gosh, imagine you're on the phone talking and it just blows up. I don't. If you have a Samsung phone, man, just be wary of it. Just be. (laughs) It's literally a ticking time bomb. I just can't imagine.
1: Because we had a guy, you know, that reported his blew up in his pocket. We had other reports. Oh, yeah. But it's been a while since we've had one, so (laughs) they must be much more safer. A new YouGov survey asked Americans for their thoughts on preserving endangered species or even trying to bring back extinct species. (laughs) Mm. I say, don't mess with it. Just one in ten... Would bring back the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> now, you want those running around? Right, right. Seriously, go watch Jurassic Park. That's eleven <laughs> percent would bring back the Paradeptal. Twelve percent would reintroduce the tricer, tricer, Triceratops. About seven and ten would not want these dinos brought back and, mm. and released in their original habitats. We already don't have enough food. Okay, we can't. Be sure we can't support
0: it. them and us. Men are more likely than women to. Now, think what it's... if? What if? <laughs> okay. What if? All right. What if the dinosaurs help control the population, which would free up well, more food? You got to peek out your door <laughs> before you go to the store. Yes. Camping would become a thing of the past. We used to stay in the wilderness. Why? That's where the dinosaurs are. Why? God's sake, God, do, do that? Uh, you know,
1: you got to figure farmers would be ravaged, you know, their cattle and oh, yeah, pigs. Yeah. And they wouldn't have any. No. It would be <laughs> just a feeding frenzy. Gosh. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Now, something like, you know, that may be on the endangered species list as of recent times, perhaps. Okay. But bringing back dinosaurs? Like the dodo. Yeah, yeah. We can bring back the dodo bird, the majestic dodo. Yeah. But not these big honking things that are just going to create <laughs> Tyrannosaurus havoc. Tyrannosaurus rats <laughs> you know? running through your town. Oh, boy. It just uh, doesn't make any, any sense to me. But that's just my opinion.
0: Oh, they're, they're, they'd be more afraid of you than you would be of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it would change from bears you know
0: what you're to do in a bear situation
1: to a, you know yeah with a tyrannosaurus rex pretend
0: you're bigger (laughs) (laughs) now in in jurassic park it was don't move they 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 sense movement and that's you're not supposed to move don't move (laughs) i just can't imagine gosh seriously when i okay when i first watched jurassic park yeah and i had this discussion with some friends i'm like you know it was a great movie all this stuff but imagine actually living that out it would be absolutely horrifying it truly would be i mean it would be absolutely terrifying you know like no matter where you step the next it's their their pam floss <laughs> it wouldn't be any fun no and um, I guess it's life- like the one guy that, that you know, <laughs> he um, had to use the winch to get his truck unstuck, and as he gets out, he gets back in, bam! There's that the big old thing in his head, and spits at him this poisonous stuff. Yeah, let's bring that back. Let's <laughs> let's bring all this back. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> They're gone for a reason. Okay.
1: Uh, now, last week, I don't know if you said anything to your listeners. I don't believe I ever did. Hmm. About Mike Tyson punching a fella. Yes. On the JetBlue flight. Yes. <laughs> Mike uh, says he didn't punch the guy hard enough to bleed. <laughs> the source said if Mike was really punching him, he would have been laid out. Those cuts went from Tyson's fist. The man was so wasted out of his mind, he hit his head on the airplane tray table. You know the guy was and who, out of anybody on earth, are you gonna jaw about Mike Tyson when he's sitting in front of
0: you? Did you watch the video? Mess with him? Did you watch I, the video? No, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny because because the dude it was someone else recorded this guy, and um, you know he was like just egging him on, egging him on, egging him on, and then all of a sudden, bam! You know there's Tyson like wailing on him, and um, then it, it cut to the guy just sitting there, and he looked like the saddest. The saddest human being alive. Like, he'd bleed from his forehead, you know. Why? Why, why would, would you? you wanna... Why? <coughs> Even at 50 something years old, why would you ever? You know what I mean? He's
1: already proven that he's very erratic, Mike Tyson, <laughs> to say the least. Right. The man has hired counsel due to his physical injuries. The overwhelming nature of this event and the associated media inquiries. Mm. <laughs> the source says that Mike's not a monster. <laughs> they say this fellow taunted him, provoked him. And before that, Mike was so nice with him, he politely asked him to let him be. And the guy kept taunting him over and over. So, <laughs> I just... I wouldn't say anything. He's the wrong guy to pick on. Right.
0: (laughs) uh, Mr.
1: Tyson, loved your video game. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you could be with us. Here's a uh, guest recently suffering an accident while riding Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens in Tampa. Apparently the high-speed coaster was too much for the guest's stomach. Partway through the ride, he ended up relieving himself. Number two. Oh, no. Ride operators were seen cleaning up afterwards. No word on whether the mess spread to other riders. But that's exactly why I don't (laughs) want to ride stuff. (laughs) (sighs) If if it does that to certain people, then I don't think I want to try it. And finally, oh my gosh.
0: Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's so embarrassing. Well, imagine, I don't know that I'd tell anyone. Imagine you work there. You're like, <laughs> here you are, hosing out this car. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Didn't didn't sign up for this. This is not why I came to work here. <laughs> Fun and rewarding experience. <laughs> Oh, I get 10% off merchandise.
1: (laughs) Did you ever play Pac-Man? Yeah. Okay. Here's a Pennsylvania man become only one of 11 worldwide to achieve a perfect score. Wow. Jack Goldberg completed all 256 levels of the 1988 arcade game in four hours, 12 minutes. Racked up 3,333,360 points, the highest score possible. Only eleven have ever done it. Wow! And I remember, you know, playing that occasionally. I was never one that was always on it. You know, there was always yeah. somebody all. You know, yeah. And you know, I don't know that I ever made it past level two. Okay, A little. <laughs> oh, I panicked. Yeah. Oh, here, oh, yeah. Come. Yeah, here they come. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong way. <laughs> I'll turn around and go back and eat them because I got. to. <laughs> oh no, just quit. Oh, quit! Oh jeez. <laughs>
0: What a stressful game. Yeah. So there you go. Some tidbits. 256 levels of that.
1: That's just, gosh, unbelievable. Does it get more difficult? Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm pretty I, sure it does, right? I don't know.
1: Like I said, I never made it to ever give that experience. Mm. I can't imagine it being super duper fast. Because yeah. it's already, you know. Yeah. So there you go, Matt. Tidbits on a Monday. We'll. Do it again tomorrow, I guess. All right, then. Take care.
0: All right, see you, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing. Leave a comment. Leave a like. And thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.